Hello, hello, federal employees. Welcome back to another episode with me, your host. My name is Dallin. It is great to be with you again today. And like I am starting to do, I'm going to start this episode off with an inspirational quote to remind all of us that there is so much good in this world, and we're going to jump right in. So, Serena Williams, coming to us with, she said, I decided I can't pay a person to rewind time. So I might as well get over it, right? And I'm not sure what Serena was referring to when she said this, but I think it applies to all of us. Because I talk with a lot of federal employees all the time, actually, basically every day, about financial decisions, about what they should do, about what they did, what they've done, things like that. And oftentimes I hear people say, oh man, if I only would have known you or known, let's say, my YouTube videos, my podcast a few years ago. If I only would have known X or Y or Z, whatever it is, a few years ago, I would have done something different, right? And I think this quote by Serena Williams is a great reminder to say, hey, we can't rewind time. It doesn't, at this point, as of today, it doesn't matter what happened because at this point, today, we can't control what happened before. But we, what we can do is educate ourselves now on what the future is going to hold and what things are going to look like so that you can get the most out of your retirement, your benefits, and start today. You can start planning today. And let's say you are in, are in retirement, I'm sure there's tons of things that you can do to optimize, to improve, to make sure that you, your spouse, your family, all everything's taken care of really just in order in order and organized. That can be a great thing to start. So today, I haven't t- you know talked about it yet, but today the topic is strategies when it comes to taking money out of your TSP and other investments to get the most out of them. Because there is a major difference depending on when and how you take money out of these retirement accounts that will affect definitely how much money you're gonna have now and through the course of your retirement because of taxes. Taxes is one of the major differences that people will see depending on when they take money out and how, okay? So without further ado, hopefully you're inspired by Serena Williams. Let's jump right in. So the first thing that we have to really nail down when we're talking about taxes and taking money out of accounts is there's really three types of retirement accounts or accounts that people have when it comes to saving for retirement. So the first one, as many of you federal employees are very well aware, is traditional accounts or pre-tax accounts. So for example, your traditional TSP is a great example. Another example is let's say a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, okay? Those are great examples of traditional accounts that are pre-tax, meaning when you take money out, all of that is gonna be taxable, okay? That's number one. Number two, and many of you are very familiar with this as well, is Roth accounts. So Roth TSP, Roth IRA, Roth 401k, right? So basically the money that's in these accounts, the taxes have already been paid. And when you take the money out, assuming you you follow all the rules that are associated with Roth, then you don't have to pay taxes, which is a great, great benefit, right? Now, the third option that doesn't get talked about very often is non-retirement accounts or just brokerage accounts, right? You can go down to Schwab or Vanguard or Fidelity and you can invest money just in an individual account that's not a retirement account. And you could earn money. You can invest in things and you can earn money. And many people have a good amount of money in these accounts as well. And these accounts are not taxed when you take money out necessarily, but when you earn money, when you when gains are earned, okay? So 
there's a number of ways that these things are taxed, but basically I'll break it down to two simple categories. First, if you hold investment for more than a year, you can be taxed as long-term capital gains, which stereotypically, and as the law stands today, those tax rates are going to be lower than just your ordinary income tax rate. So if you ever can hold things for longer than a year in a normal brokerage account, it generally makes a ton more sense to do that. Now, if you hold things for less than a year, then you're going to be subject to short-term capital gains, which is basically just subject to your ordinary income tax rates, right? So whatever your tax bracket is, that is what that income is subject to. So again, those aren't talked about very often, and so I don't want to dig into the weeds too much, but it is good to know, especially if you have some of those investments, okay, how is this thing taxed? And in retirement, what's the best way to use it? So I wanted to mention it so that those of you that that applies to, you can dig a little deeper and make sure that you are prepared. So the first question, now that we kind of have the base of how things are taxed, is, okay, what should I use first, right? Let's say I retire, I'm 62, whatever age, I need some money above and beyond my social security, above and beyond my pension, what bucket of money should that come out from? Should it be traditional? Should it be Roth? Should it be just a brokerage account? Where should I take that money out first, right? And taxes are a very individual thing, but if I had to put a general rule on which accounts you should touch first, I would probably recommend your traditional accounts, meaning your traditional TSP or traditional IRA. Those accounts, when you take them out, as you know, are going to be taxed. Now, there's a number of reasons why I may recommend that people touch those accounts first. And, and, and there's a few reasons. First, we want often to allow other accounts that are a little better when it comes to taxes to grow more, right? Let's say a Roth IRA or the Roth TSP. We know that if that account doubles, that entire growth that we saw, the doubling that we saw, all that money is going to come out tax-free. If we decided, hey, we're actually going to use our Roth early in our retirement and let our traditional TSP grow, our traditional IRA grow, then that account's going to grow. It may double, whatever it is, but then all of that money coming out is going to be taxed, right? So if we have to pick to let one of these grow and one, one to be able to take out of early on, we want the Roth accounts, the Roth IRA, the Roth TSP to be able to sit and to grow for as long as possible. That can be a great benefit. Now, again, there's some nuances depending on your tax situation and maybe based on your income in the early parts of retirement. It may, it may not make sense to do that, but in many cases it does. To use your traditional TSP early and to save these other types of investments for later. And many of you may say, hey, I don't have Roth investments. How does this apply to me? Well, if you don't, that's not the end of the world, but it may make sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it a little later to maybe get some Roth assets once, even once you are into retirement. Now, another reason to potentially use traditional money first is because RMDs are gonna kick in later in retirement. And RMDs, are required minimum distributions. Basically, at age 72, starting at age 72, the government says, hey, you've had your money in these traditional accounts, these retirement accounts, for a long time. And now it's time to take this money out, right? You've, you've had tax-deferred growth for a long time. It's time to start paying taxes on this money and start taking it out. And these RMDs apply to most retirement accounts. The only retirement account that it does not apply to is a Roth IRA, OK? 
okay? And so by using, let's say, traditional, let's say our tra traditional IRA or traditional TSP early in retirement, well, come age 72, then the RMDs are going to cause less of, it's going to force us to remove less from these accounts because there's less in them, right? And there's going to be more potentially in a Roth IRA, which is not subject to RMDs, right? Because the worst case is, let's say someone doesn't use much of their traditional assets early in retirement, they hit 72, and then what happens is they're forced to take a much larger portion of their, their traditional TSP or traditional IRA out every year than they actually need. And so it actually bumps them up into some high tax brackets they never intended to be in or wanted to be in just because those accounts were left to grow when other accounts maybe weren't. And so a couple things to think about, and again, taxes are a very unique thing. There can be a lot of nuances, but these are some general principles that could apply to you. Okay. Now, I mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, but the more Roth money, and of course we all know this intuitively, the less taxes we can pay, the better, right? None of us want to pay more taxes. And so the more Roth money we can have in retirement, the better, right? It can be a great thing. But obviously we want to balance that with, okay, we don't want to pay too many taxes now, but we also want to get as much money into a Roth as possible. So how do we do this? Okay. Well, many of our clients, as they transition into retirement, then we look at, the, look at their situation every year to see if it makes sense to do what we call Roth conversions, okay? So basically what a Roth conversion is, is we take some money that's in a traditional account, so a traditional TSP or a traditional IRA, we say, hey, is there any wiggle room in your tax bracket so that we can move some of that money into a Roth IRA, okay? And so let's do a quick example. And these aren't exact numbers. These aren't actual tax brackets, but it's, let's use an example. Let's say right now you have $60,000 of taxable income, okay, for example. And But we know that you're not actually going to get bumped up to the next tax bracket until you have $70,000 of taxable income. So you have $10,000 of taxable income that you could have before you even touch the next tax bracket, okay? So what we can say is, hey, we don't want to pop you up to the next tax bracket, but let's do a Roth conversion or, or basically move $10,000 of traditional money into a Roth IRA. And yeah, your taxable income is going to go up that year, but guess what? That $10,000 is going to get into a Roth account and it's going to be able to grow tax-free from then on. Right? And so we often do this year by year, say, hey, is there any wiggle room? It doesn't make sense this year to do a Roth conversion to get as much money into the Roth as possible. Right? And if it does make sense, awesome. Sometimes it doesn't make sense and that's okay, but it's worth looking at, especially if you are in retirement or approaching retirement, to think about, okay, I don't want to get killed in taxes today either, but how do I get money into a Roth without getting killed now? Right? There's a balance, there's a, there's a fine line to walk to make sure we have as much Roth assets as we can, but also we get some tax benefits now. So, something to think about. Now, the last strategy that can be really, really helpful in retirement is basically being more aggressive in Roth investments than traditional investments. And let me kind of walk you through that. So. This strategy doesn't work very well in the TSP. It's very hard to do. And so often when the strategy is used, it's used with IRAs, okay? Traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. So basically what it is, is we know, and people in the TSP know this pretty intuitively, where there can be a vast difference in the performance 
of let's say the G fund and the C fund, right? We know that the C fund's gonna grow significantly more over time than the G fund, but also it's gonna be more volatile, right? So if we had to pick, do we want our, let's say Roth IRA or a Roth DSP to grow faster or slower than a, our traditional IRA or traditional TSP, right? And most people would say, hey, I want both of them to grow fast, of course we do. But if we had to pick one, hey, I want my Roth money to actually grow faster than my traditional money because if the, the Roth money is a lot, that, if, the, if that account is much higher, well, all that money comes out tax-free. That's what I want, right? So when your money is in IRAs, you have the flexibility to allocate or choose the investments of those individually, okay? And so for example, let's say in retirement, you say, hey, for me, in my situation, it makes sense to have 50% of my money in conservative investments, okay? Let's say that. The other 50% is gonna be in more aggressive investments. Okay, perfect. Well, if we had to pick, depending on how much money you have in each bucket, then put the more aggressive pieces into your Roth account, your Roth IRA, and your more conservative pieces in your traditional IRA, your, your traditional accounts. And so over time, the Roth accounts are gonna grow faster. You're still gonna have the good mix, the good portfolio that you want that makes sense for your situation, but depending on where you put it, what account you put it in, it's gonna affect which one grows faster and how many taxes you're gonna have to pay down the road. So again, when it comes to taxes, it may or may not make sense for you. There's, there's some nuances, right? And, and in some situations, these strategies just don't make sense, but they are good principles and good ideas to know about so that in retirement you can think about it and you can decide, hey, what makes sense for me so that first I can get the most out of my benefits and the most of my income. You've worked hard. You've worked hard for your money and we want to make sure that you can get the most out of it. That is our goal, right? And so I'm trying to empower you with the ideas, the information, and the hopefully inspiration to look at things a little differently and to know what opportunities are out there so that you can get the most out of your retirement. So I hope this was helpful. Have an incredible rest of your day and I'll see you next time.